If you want to um, chat, anything, go ahead in the comments. I can see the comments. Um, our guest tonight can see the comments. And then we can get rocking and rolling. Okay, so first things first. First, um, just want to again do. I see your back end. Just want to uh, reiterate that again. So if you can go ahead and you can request music, but I'm not going to do it until like the end, um, so we can get right into the show. Only because it's an hour long, so that way if someone got questions or anything like that, we can get those uh, knocked in and put in for everybody. And again, this is being recorded for those that have droid. All right, so we want to get rocking and rolling. Um, it is a few minutes before nine o'clock, but I want to get rocking and rolling. Um, because it is church tomorrow in the morning, and just want to introduce you guys back to Pretty Epic's premiere. So if you didn't catch me earlier, you can catch it on replay on Spotify, and then at 9 p.m. introduces what is known as our Bible flip. Okay, so what our Bible flip is. We take the Bible and we flip it into modern day age. This way, people that don't understand, not really into the word, get an understanding, better knowledge of what's going on. And they're not feeling like they're preached at or they feel they don't feel like, oh, I have to go into church and, you know, be put on the spot and they may not be comfortable. So we reach you where you are and you get a better understanding of the word. So we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest for the night. It's my brother from another mother, Troy Jones. I'm going to give you a little background bio of him. Is Troy coming in? So, Troy Jones, he's the founder and CEO of 108. And he's a, a consultant. He's a life coach, a social advocate, a mentor, a motivational speaker, author, and a domestic violence survivor. For the last 30 years, Jones has worked in the human services field, working his way from a teacher to director and now entrepreneur, assisting people from different ages and socioeconomic backgrounds. From his years of experience, Troy has seen how the effects of neglect and abuse have on his victims, loved ones, and the communities. 108 firmly believes that where there are several programs that protect our women and girls, we cannot just silently encourage our men and boys to stop hitting and to pull themselves up by their bootstraps when they too are being abused. In an effort to not exclude anyone from a from having a healthy relationship, Mr. Jones created 108 to empower men women and their families holistically with the tools necessary to identify and maintain healthy relationships 108 and its program will instill resiliency to overcome life dif difficulties and trauma so ladies and gentlemen bellas and fellas i want to bring in and introduce you to troy come on troy you can come on you on the air It's, all you got to do is just hit the mic, and then it'll bring you back in. There we go. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, wonderful. Hey, how are you? Hey, fine. And yourself? Oh, 
man, I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. Listen, it, it's interesting hearing someone read read about you or talk about you. Like <laughs> that was, uh, I'm like, wow, like who's this guy? I want to meet. I want to meet him. <laughs> Praise God. Good evening. How, how are you this evening? Proud of yourself. Oh man, I'm 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 blessed. Thank you for having me on. This is this is pretty cool. I've I've done different interviews, but not like like this. Like this is this is a nice little uh, setup. Well, not little. It's pretty big. It's a nice setup. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, and so, hey, I'm Troy. I'm I'm Troy Jones, um, the founder of One Away Organization. And you know, even with all that being said, it, it doesn't capture like it everything that we do and and for the most part we empower men uh, we have a, a men's support group that meet once a week and we we get to the heart of why men do some of the things that they do and and men we don't really have a voice you know they say it's a it's a man's world um but really we when it comes down to the very basic essential things were overlooked you know that having security in our relationships with mental and emotional health right it, it's almost as if men are just supposed to show up and everything will be right you know and, and that's not the case so we, we really focus in on men and we know that through the men we will reach the women and, and the children. So I just wanted to say that. And, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. Welcome. Not a problem. Amen. So what are we going to be doing tonight? We're going to be doing our very first Bible flip. Are you ready? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, what? A Bible flip? Well, yeah. well listen. Listen, that, that, that brings some things to, to mind, and I'll get into that a little later. But yes, I am excited. Hallelujah. Praise Ooh. God. I'm excited to do my very first Bible flip. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going I'm to I'm do a, a Bible somersault. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm ready. Amen. So you, Amen. You, I want you to introduce, like, what, what's your flip of the night? Like, what, where are you coming from tonight? So, you know what, it, it, there, I, I, first, I love the word of God. I, I love it. And I, I know when we go to church and a lot of times you hear, you know, the past up there and they give all these different stories. And a lot of times it's, it's personal stories. What I, what I love about the word of God and, and anyone that's, that's listening is that it's very personal. You know, and, and God, just like your your dad or your your mom or your uncle, whoever it is in your family, how you have a personal relationship with them. You know, so uh, let's say, you know, my dad, my, my dad has three children. Each of us have a completely different relationship with him. Right. And when I go to my dad, he and I communicate and hang out and laugh and joke. But it's different than the way he does it with my brother and with my sister. But they're still equally important. That's how God is with all of us. And so uh, 
if if we could, could we open up in prayer? Could we just start with prayer? Definitely. Be Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this platform. I thank you that uh, there's an interest, an interest of people that desire you and desire you to speak to them. God, I open myself up tonight, God. I, this radio station, Lord Danielle, and everything that she's doing, God, we invite the Holy Spirit to have his way. Hallelujah, Father. Remove us. Remove our concepts and our, idea, our own ideas, Lord, that you may have your way this evening, that those who are listening will be blessed and will receive something. Maybe the messages that will come across will increase our knowledge and our wisdom. But God, we invite you right now. We eliminate the enemy's attack of distraction. Hallelujah, Father. We rain down the uh, uh, your mercy and your glory, we plead the blood of Jesus over the station that you may have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so I have several different people in the Bible that I, I love. Um, Moses is one, David is the other, and I, I guess because I deal with, with men, uh, my Bible flip for tonight, if, it, if it's okay, mm -hmm. I, I want to talk about two people. And those are the two people I just mentioned, um, Moses and, and David. Um, and I'm not going to get real deep with, with both of them, but just enough where people, hopefully people, especially men, can see themselves in these guys. Right now, and I think it's really important because we, we talk a lot about, hey, come to God as you are. And uh, some, somehow I think we believe that. And then in some ways we don't believe it because we still believe that it, we have to be a certain way for God to use us. But if you check out Moses and David, these are two different personalities so as we're chatting tonight as we're talking and please jump in and ask questions and feel free to to add to what it is that i'm going to be sharing um, because it's, it's extremely important that that dialogue continues but i want men and women to see themselves in this so um i'll start with with moses and you know, in Moses, for those that would like to read the story of Moses, first of all, I want to encourage everyone that before you read the word of God, before, as you open it up, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Do not try to read this with your own logic. Do not try to read it with your own concepts. Let the Holy Spirit guide you because it is a living word. And each time you read it, you're going to get something a little different, like something is going to pull, pull you in, mm -hmm. you know, and. That, that's really, really important. So that's my encouragement for those that want to read. And so Moses, Moses stands out to me because you have a lot of dudes today that are very aggressive, very, very hard, um, angry, a lot of angry. Do you know any angry men? Yeah, I know a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know a couple of angry men, right? And, and we don't we don't typically think that angry men can be used, mm -hmm. right? We we think like we want to kind of dumb things down a little bit or, or quiet it down because we don't really want them to get angry. Well, it it wasn't that different with Moses either. Moses Moses was a hothead, right? And so when I think about Moses, I think about family. I think about how. The women in, do you, let me ask you this. Do you know guys who the women in their family do everything they can to protect them? Yeah. 
kind of mother them and you know we may call him a mama's boy and things like that so Moses' parents did the same thing the same thing you know so it was a a hit out on all the guys all all the males during that time and Moses' mom saw that right you know and, and God put people in places you know so the midwives weren't really trying to to do the bidding of the Pharaoh. You know, they, they thought that it was wrong. They got to know these women. And when they were delivering the children, you know, they were instructed to to kill them. And but when the Pharaoh asked them about that, he said, well, you know, these women have their babies like way too fast. You know, so God will put people in your life that will justify and protect you. You know, you may not even know that they're 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 protecting you. So that was the first blessing on on Moses's life without him ever even knowing it. And so he the, the his mom hid him in like the little basket in the weeds, right? And uh, she she hid him there. And of course, we know that he was found, right? And he was found. But then his sister Miriam was like, "Hey, listen, let me go get somebody to." to nurse this baby and it was his mom you know his own mom got to nurse him so and and they had to wean and i believe the weaning process was you know babies could nurse up to five years old six years old right now in that time his mom was giving him information you know she had to share the word of god with him and so he knew the word of god like he knew who his people were so fast forward Moses go out and he see the Egyptian and the, um, one of his brothers, the Israelites, fighting. And he step in and he killed this dude. Right? Just, I don't know if it was by accident, but he killed him. Now, when you think of Egypt, it's hot. It's not a lot of shade. You, know, you don't have trees and grass and, and stuff like that. But he killed him. Now, Understand that he killed him thinking he was doing the right thing. Like he's he helping out his boy. Like he helping out, out his people, right? And he, he he murdered this man. Now, when I read that, what the Holy Spirit showed me is the thought process of Moses, right? And his willing to do extra. This dude had to bury this man. I don't know where he buried him, but I'm thinking the sand. There's a lot of sand and it's hot. He got to drag this body. Right, he had to do it secretly because there's people around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just you know. So he put a lot of thought into that. He he thought he got away with it, right? You know, so he, he go back out and he see his brothers fighting again. The Israelites, he see them fighting again. So he figured, like, look, I didn't did this over here. Well, why y'all doing this? And instead of people, come on now, how many people do you have in your life that are not grateful for the sacrifices that you make, right? right. So he didn't just he didn't just he didn't just caught a body, right? He just he got one one strike against him, and and his boy's like, oh well. So what? You think we ain't see what you did? And that freaked Moses out, right? And so now he's really questioning. Not so so much what he did. I, I believe Moses knew. Moses knew he did the right thing for his people. Based on what his mom and everyone has shared shared with him, this is a wealthy dude. He had money, you know. He's growing up in the, in the home, but none of that mattered. He was like, "These dudes are going to turn me in." See, so there's really no love sometimes within within the family or within your community. They will turn on you quick. 
Right. Right. They will turn on you quick. And and you grow up with these people. I I hope people are understanding what, what, what I'm saying here is that you can grow up in a community and you can do your best. You can be that ride or die. You can be that street dude. You can hold in your corner down. But at the end of the day, they may not show you that love. And Moses realized that. So he, he bounced. He was out. He's like, I'm up I'm out of here. Like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Right? So he, he leaves. But Moses, listen, TV will not give Moses justice. No. You know, when you look at these little Bible stories and you see Moses as this thin guy, young dude, um, you know, that wasn't Moses. And, and this is how I know that wasn't Moses, right? Mm-hmm. Moses, before he met his wife, he, he stopped. He made a stop, right? And the, and the Bible tells us that he was waiting by a well and the shepherds showed up. He, he had to defend this woman whom he did not know against the shepherd he had to he had to defend her honor now let me paint the picture of the shepherds if i could mm-hmm. shepherds are not weak dudes nah. right? Understand? <laughs> they are roaming the territory with sheep right and they have to protect the sheep against wildlife bears and, and lions or or whatever predators that they have and they, they have a staff right <laughs> so I'm just saying, you have other other people that want to hurt you. Roam in the countryside. You're not a weak dude. No. So when, I, I want people to understand when you when you hear of a sheep herder, that's a dude that's focused. That's a a, a man that's he's okay spending time by himself, but he's also strong. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a tough guy. All that walking he had to do. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have Air Jordans. They didn't have Nikes. <laughs> so you know, you know, they had strong feet and hands. You know, to, 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 to weather that rough terrain. And so, when they showed up, Moses defended this woman because they, you know, they were approaching her, and he defended them. So I want you to understand this one dude. One dude <laughs> made these guys back off. Now, I don't know if he fought him or what he did or what he said, but here's a man also. So you see the murder, but there's also a man that has integrity. Here's a man that will stand up and get in your face to prove a point. Right. We already know he got a body on him. So <laughs> like, he was like, he, he might put his hands on you. Right. So. But I want you to understand that that, that's the nature of Moses. Moses had a a huge temper on him, a huge temper on him, and God still used him. Now, when you think of, most churches don't talk a lot about domestic violence. And and when they do, they don't talk about it as it relates to um, men. You know, we, we always hear how women are abused and women are neglected. What a lot of people don't realize is that Moses's wife was abusive to him. Mm. Right. So, and, 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 and it tells you because he had to circumcise his sons. Now, you know, she wasn't, um, she wasn't following God. You know, they, they believed in, um, I forget what God they believed in, but they worshiped idols, you know, for the most part. And, but in order for Moses to do what he was supposed to do, you know, in terms of delivering the Israelites, his he had to circumcise his boys, and his wife was pissed. 
She didn't like that. She actually threw the foreskin down at her husband and, and called him a man of blood. Like she was so angry mm. with, with him. And that was disrespectful. So right. she didn't put her hands on him. And I, I don't think she would have because she probably knew he had a body on him too. <laughs> so she will not do that. But, but listen, that didn't stop her from being verbally abusive to her husband right. you know although she did what she was supposed to do she did you know circumcise or you know allow her boys to be circumcised but the the, the disrespect you know the the verbiage that she she used towards her husband was was crazy wow. right but moses this guy that we see is this weak guy he spent 40 years, 40 years. So he was an old dude. He wasn't, he wasn't young, but he was strong. You know, he never lost it. Like he stayed in shape. It remind me of like some of my uncles that still hit the gym. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yo, like, you still stay in shape. I have an uncle right now, boy, he, he talk about getting in fights and everything like this. I'm not proud of that, but he's an old man. And I'm telling you, he mess with his family. He will put hands on you. I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand. But like I said, and, and listen, you laughing, but we all have that uncle, right? You know, so we, we all have that uncle that will ride or die with you and Moses. So let me, let me just kind of speed up. Did you have anything you wanted to say really quick? No, I just think it's crazy that, um, she threw some foreskin and he had enough patience, not to, <laughs> not to shake. Her. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, but listen, she, she was really, 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 she was really angry, but Moses, that wasn't in his heart. You know, it, it wasn't really in his heart to Moses always did things like he wanted things to be right. Mm -hmm. And that explosive anger. It, listen, I'm going to tell you, his brother, Aaron, you know, we don't give a lot of credit to we, we give all the credit to Aaron. I mean, to Moses. But Moses wasn't the one speaking most of the time. It was Aaron. Exactly. And so when you look at these movies, they cut that piece out, which is is not right. Moses also had this might have been contributed to his anger, too. He had a speech impediment. Like he, he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it took a lot for him. And listen, I, I'm being honest. Right. I have an, I have a cousin that that stutters and he'll kick your butt like he's not going to spend a lot of time trying to get his words out. Right. He, he's, he's not. He's patient now that he's a little. A little older, but uh, I'm telling you, like just in some of the people that I've worked with, they don't want to talk a lot. You know, I work with people with disabilities as well, and and those that find it hard to speak, you have to really be patient and wait for them to to get it out. And and Moses made that petition before God. So I want to say, I don't care where you are in life, mm -hmm. petition God. You know, and he, you know, God, Moses is the only one that God considered a friend now now understand like he was his friend he actually talked to god up until moses god was really really quiet you know what i mean he was he was really quiet say it again now i'm saying that's crazy 
It, it is right, but but you we can still have that relationship with him. He knew Moses had anger issues. He knew Moses was slow as speech, you know. But he still connected with him. I say that because a lot of times, like I said in the beginning, we think we have to come to God a certain way or be a certain way, and you don't. He just want to know your 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 heart, you know. And when he spoke to Moses, now this is something that they always miss miss over right and as i was reading when moses asked to see god when he went up on the mountain i think it was like the second second time because first it was the burning bush and then when he went up there the second time do you know god appeared on i think it was like sapphire i was like wow like that was that's amazing i tried to find it in scripture really really quick um and I don't want to waste a lot of time. I should have marked it off before. But it's, it's, in, it's in Exodus where he, oh my gosh, I was, I was still trying to look for it. I'm sorry. But listen, when we think that God don't like nice things, right? You know, well, we shouldn't have this. We shouldn't have that. No, you can't make that your idol. But God wants you to have nice things. He showed up on like sapphire like i mean come on like like it was clear he's like bam posing like uh look at this right it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful and if he's just going to appear like that before his friend god showed up with his best to to greet his friend and this was a man that had committed murder this was a, a man that had an anger issue this was a man that wasn't very confident you know, um, I, you know what I mean? And God still showed up wow. with with his finest to meet him, to meet him like that. That's beautiful. And Moses had every right in his own insecurities and everything to back away. But he didn't. He pushed through. He asked if his brother could join him. Now, um, why is Aaron important? Because sometimes we want to bring our people along, right? We want to bring our boys along. And we're like, God, please, you know, just let my brother in now, let my cousin in now, let, let us all roll together. That may or may not be a good thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> and this is why. When Moses went up, who made that golden calf, mm. Danielle? Mm. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Mm. Aaron. He made it, and he was the chief priest. He was the dude that was like out there. He he dropped the the staff and turned it into a snake. Mm. You know, he was the one that was speaking in front of Pharaoh. So you know, this is a tough dude as well to go in front of Pharaoh and 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 speak. Um, but when Moses went up there, went went to the went up went on the mountain to, to commune with God to get the laws. Right. These were when they were God was writing the laws down for everyone. The people didn't realize now. But here's another thing. They saw Moses. I mean, they saw Moses go up there, but they heard God. God gathered everyone at the base. So it is possible, Danielle. It is always public. People know God in your household. People know God in your home, in your family, in your community. People will say, I know God. I love God. Hallelujah. And then they go get turned. <laughs> I ain't lying. Am I lying? I love God. But listen, on Friday, they get their head done. They come see you, get their makeup done, and they out. I'm not lying. And they are out, but they know God. But they don't know God intimately. 
Exactly. Right. They know they know God. They're still stuck in that slave mentality like these Israelites were stuck in that slave mentality. And, and God gets that. Right. And, and God will pull someone out of the family like a Moses is going to advocate for them because it's not just about them. It's about the generation. And so the generational piece in this one is Joshua. Right. What people don't. What the, the stories in the little movies don't show is that Joshua was right there with Moses the entire time. So several people went further up the mountain. Aaron wasn't, but Joshua was Moses' right-hand dude, right? So he went further up. So he saw a lot. That's why when they went to the promised land, Joshua was able to go in. Like he remembered, he saw. But those things are revealed in scripture as you read. It's like really exciting. It's like one of the best books. Like, you know, just like really exciting that you pick out these little details. Like, oh, he was right there. But look, uh, I'm going to say this real quick, then I'm going to jump on over to David. That's a different personality, right? But when he went up there, those people came around was like, look, we all know what happened to Moses. Um, we need a God to worship. Aaron was like, okay, give me y'all gold. Give me, <laughs> go ahead. You know, he was a, 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 a blacksmith, I believe it was, or uh, anyway, he was able to make it, right? He made this cab. They're down there worshiping. And when Moses come down, you know his brother knew how angry Moses would get, right? Aaron knew the anger of his brother because he lied. Right? He lied quick. He lied so quick. Now, as you read, Aaron was the one that he didn't argue with the people. He and now keep in mind, this is the same dude that posted up against Pharaoh, the same dude that was rolling with Moses. So he shouldn't have been scared of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was something in his heart as well, like a people pleaser. You know, sometimes you're in your corner, those people you want to take with you, they're gonna they're gonna backstab you maybe not even meaning they don't mean to but they have their own stuff that they're dealing with and he was a people please like he didn't want the controversy right and so he he made this golden calf and when moses confronted him he said he threw it in the fire and it popped out like it just what he like it just it just it just popped out like no dude he was like, I can see him like, like all, right, all right, Moses, listen, man, chill, chill for a minute. Just hear me out, hear me out. It popped out. So you think about that. When people know that they've disappointed you and they know that you're really trying, they will lie. You know, they, they see their sin. They know their mistakes. So anyway, as the story goes on, both Aaron and Miriam, his sister, um, they end up dying because just like in families, sometimes they feel as if they've supported you enough where they should get the accolades. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to really know God and support that for you. Support the person that God is leading. Um, you have to stay humble. It's not a race. You know what I mean? I want to encourage people that if God is calling you, be humble. Ask mm-hmm. God to choose the people that should go with you you know let's learn from some of the mistakes that moses made and don't just bring our friends along because we want to bring our friends along you know just don't get into situations and try to protect your neighborhood and and all this other stuff without god's anointing because things can be disastrous right you know so but but we have that mentality that we want to ride or die. Now, Moses, I mean, God made some promises to Moses and he fulfilled it. But those people frustrated Moses so much. Moses was disobedient and he ended up not being able to go into 
promised land. You know what I mean? So the people that you keep around you can can influence you in such a way where you miss out on your blessing, you know, because you're so concerned about their welfare or maybe you're angry with them or you do something out of frustration or anger and you end up missing out on your your blessing. It's not that God can't use you, but it's important that I don't, this is for everyone. Pray about where you worship. Pray about who you marry. Pray about who you spend your time with. Pray about the schools your children should go to. It's important not just to pray, Danielle, but to wait and listen. And it's okay. Everyone's not going to agree with your decision. Everyone is not going to support you. Yes, people are going to talk about you to your face and behind your back. But as long as you're doing what God has called you to do, you can pray for them and pray that they understand or or not. You know, you, sometimes you can't focus so much on what other people are thinking and feeling when you have God's divine purpose in front of you. You know what I mean? And, and so that's important uh, to take away. Now, I'm going to jump over to David. Okay. <laughs> because... That's my dude right there, David. David is my dude. And David is my dude because David reminds me of a lot of myself, but a lot of dudes that I wrote with in college, like the pretty boys. (laughs) (laughs) Because, listen, David did not, David didn't want the path that he wanted. You know what David wanted to do? David wanted to play music and write poetry. That's, that's all he wanted to do. He, he now listen. Keep in mind what I said about shepherds. You know, he was a shepherd, mm-hmm. so so David wasn't a punk. You know, he was out there. He had to handle his business, but he was quiet. He played a harp. Ooh, I could put some lyrics. <laughs> I'm I'm not lying. Listen, read it for yourself. Listen, if the best one of the best stories, like so, Exodus. Is Moses' story. So read through Exodus and Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy. Like that that's really about Moses. And just kind of break things down. Mm-hmm. First and second Samuel, that's like your your action packed movie. Yes. It is like the Game of Thrones of the Bible. Yes. <laughs> right? You know, it gives you why, how David came about, like give the backstory, Samuel, how Samuel became the priest and how everybody wanted a king. He was like, no, you don't need a king, people. You don't need a king. Just worship God. No, we want to be like everyone else. Don't that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. No, we want what they want. We want what they want. It looked like uh, if, if you're from Baltimore, maybe over in Park Heights, they live in a little differently. <laughs> you know, over West, they live in a little differently. Over in Camden, they live in a little different. We want what they have. And sometimes we think by by going into that territory will automatically give us that same prestige. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God wanted for his people. He didn't want them to have someone ruling over them. But they, they had someone ruling over them, you know, Saul. Saul ended up ruling over them, and he was handsome. Woo, I'm telling you, listen, you know the women want them big, pretty boys, right? That's right. Right? <laughs> right? So, 
But what Saul had was an insecurity issue. <laughs> so you get with dudes like that, they jealous. <laughs> like they, they, they waste all their resources and time, you know, just chasing things that they really shouldn't be chasing. And you'd be like, come on, listen, like, let's settle down. We got everything. No, he think he better than me. Watch when I see him. Watch when I see him. Watch. And that's kind of like how Saul was with, with David. Now, it was frustrating. You know how frustrating it is when you want to fight someone and they don't really want to fight you back? Mm-hmm. How humbling that is. David could have whipped Saul's butt anytime. Now, understand, ladies, do not sleep on the dudes that like music and poetry. Don't sleep on these dudes because <laughs> David, David was that dude. Look, read Psalms. Psalms, that's David. Boy, he put it now. He got people crying now. People still singing his songs. People still, (laughs) still. Listen, I'm telling you, Psalms. Let me let me just pull something from Psalms, really, really quick. I'm gonna just read a a little bit, right? Psalms of David when he fled uh, from Absalom. Right now, this was uh, he fled from Absalom. His son, his son wanted to kill him. So, dude is on the run. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm going to get to the story real, really quick, but David is on the run, right, mm-hmm. from his own son, and mm-hmm. he still write a song, right? <laughs> he still write a poem. He loved him more so much. He was like, can you see him? He, he getting it. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, 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 hold, 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 hold up. They like, yo, David, what's up? What's up? I need to per- write this down real quick. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to lose this. Right? It's like Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, "There is no help for him in God." But you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and He heard me from His holy hill. I lay down and sleep. I awoke, for the hundred sustained me. I will not now listen. He said, I woke for the Lord sustained me. I'm sorry. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me. Oh, my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. That's Psalms 3. Now, why is that important? Because dude wasn't just writing a song. Like, he could have, I mean, he really could have been like, beat these, beat these ends up, you know, just like, yeah. But he wrote, listen, he wrote a beautiful song to the Lord. Right, so he is, listen, he is a dude that then beat armies. By the time he started running from his son, he had already slayed thousands of people david didn't have to run mm. you know it was a humble uh, it was a humble dude but he loved god and he made his mistakes he really made his mistakes but god sent him people and you guys like you know we look at um superhero flicks now but it, they have nothing on david and his dudes that he rolled with no. these dudes were the baddest of the baddest. I encourage people to really read it because God will send you a group of people. You stay obedient. And God, now he was the one of his brothers. But the Goliath, like we always hear about David and the Goliath, David, David and Goliath. That wasn't the only giant that he killed. Right. <laughs> and you know that David was never hurt in battle. Never. Never hurt in battle. This dude was, come on now. 
he was the Rocky Marciano because like, like, you know Rocky Marciano uh, a boxer I don't know if anyone knew who Rocky Marciano is but yeah. Rocky Marciano was um, the only boxer that uh, in modern day history heavyweight champion that 49 fights 49 wins and he retired mm. Unde- undefeated right um, David was like that I mean he bust people up man he did we know you know he did his dirt uh, but he paid heavily for that like uh, when he had the guy killed to, to marry his wife to marry the man's wife Bathsheba um, their first baby died mm-hmm. you know that that baby that baby didn't didn't live you know so understand what it's like when, when you get with your dude's girl you know, and that's not honorable before God, mm-hmm. you know, that God will still allow a turnaround. You know, so sometimes we get in relationships that we shouldn't be in, but he repented. You know, the key thing is that he repented mm-hmm. and God honored that. And through that marriage and they had a baby and um, that's when his his other son was, was born that we all know. Um, the, the story of of his son. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought really really quick. So anyway, because I wanted to go back to David fighting the giant, right? So he fought other he fought other giants. But here's the thing: who who gets who who fights well with a slingshot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who you know how much practice? I tried I tried it as a kid to make a slingshot, right? I did. I tried to make a slingshot. Man, that, that rock didn't go 10 feet. Right? And so, I don't know if he had the kind that you spin around or the kind you pull with, with, with the string. But anyway, he slung that rock. And I, I just want to tell you, here's a dude that loves music. He played the harp. Right? He wrote poetry. He stayed outside with his sheep. Right? So slow. But look at what he did. To show you how small he was, the armor didn't fit. Mm. That they tried to put it on, right? All these dudes. Now, I, I want you also. They, they they had reasons to be scared because when you start reading in in Samuel in the beginning, um, the Palestinians had defeated them. I mean, they had crushed them. I mean, they had crushed the Israelites, and they didn't respect the power of God. Right, so the Palestinians had captured the Ark of the Covenant, and and God Himself wreaked gave them boils and tumors on their bodies. Oh. <laughs> so he was like, and then, then he tried to take it to another nation. You know, hey, look, let's let's get it from over here and take it over there, like from city to city. But every city they took the Ark in, it it wreaked havoc. Like God was like, nope. So they found a sneaky way of sending it back to the Israelites. They had some. Um, I think some cows pull it, um, and the, the Israelites found it. And it, that's I don't want to get too deep in that, but my point in saying that is that when you don't respect, when your enemies don't respect the word of God, they may think that they have you defeated. They may feel as if they have you underfoot. But they don't respect, even though they saw, even though they had the Ark of the Covenant and they saw what was happening, they still refuse to give into God. Now, why is that important? It's important because even the Israelites didn't respect it as much, you know, because even when they, they received the Ark back, they didn't respect God's power. They felt just by having it 
they were going to be powerful. No, it's, it's the faith that we put in. Just having your Bible don't make you powerful, Danielle. Just mm-hmm. going to church doesn't make you powerful. Just hanging out with your Christian friends don't make you powerful. <laughs> you know, just because you, you go to church and then you turn up on the weekends, that doesn't make you powerful. Nope. Right? The power comes when you truly believe and allow God to work through you. And that's what David did. David just, and so the Palestinians, when they heard that, you know, by the power of God, (laughs) Daniel, I mean, um, David was like, look, we got God on our side. Okay, David, really? Okay, David. Okay. Even though, listen, that's how you know that they weren't really believers. They didn't believe David was that obedient to God. Saul, who was appointed by a prophet, still didn't believe like that. We tend to believe in our own skill, our own ability to do and control things. And here God is using David, this heart playing poetry writer (laughs) with a slingshot. (laughs) Now, but this shows you the heart of David. What did he do after he killed the giant? Mm. He walked over to him, took his blade, and cut dude's head off. That's ruthless. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And But that's when you walk in the power of God. When we walk in the spirit of God, we're that ruthless. That's what we should be doing to these demonic forces. That's what we need to do to the demons. That's what we need to do to generational curses. That's what that's the attitude we need when we go into these communities. That's the attitude we need when we're confronting things that are harmful or hurtful in our marriage and in our families. We have to be willing to cut the demon's head off just like David did. And I know that may be a little intense for some people, but I want you to understand the forces that's working against you, like the Palestinians. You know, that's a these things really happen, and that's a natural, uh, a physical thing. Like you can see it, but this is what's happening in the spiritual realm. I'm not telling people to go out here and cut a person's head off, but I'm saying, you know, I'm not advocating for that. But in that spiritual realm. There are things that have us captured and surrounded like the Palestinians had them. And there are things that we need to put our foot on it. Use the weapon that we have to bring it down. And once it comes down, chop the head off. But that wasn't the only giant that David slayed. And he ran from Saul out of respect. You know, Saul wanted to kill him because everybody started praying. David didn't ask for any of the praise. He didn't want any of the praise. He wanted to serve his king, but the people, mm, come on now, the people elevating him made the king upset. Let, and, and this is sad to say, and because I, I like what you started off saying, Danielle, is that people need this flip. Because sometimes we go to church and we we have these people and how they seem, you look at the mega churches on TV and stuff like that. Some people that feel that they're so great in God never want to see someone else come up. Yeah. Even men and women of God, when they see someone else come up, they begin to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's up to us to stay humble like David. David tried to tell the king, King, I just want to serve you. But his heart was already feeling some kind of way because the people love David and not him. 
Mm. And not have, and, and that's so difficult. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. Even if it's not in church, maybe it's at work, maybe it's in school. Maybe you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're elevating and people are hating you mm. for that. But David didn't retaliate because David knew what he could do with his hands. Look, dude, I just, you ran from the giant. I cut the giant's head off. Do you? I'm just saying. Don't keep pushing buttons, Saul. Don't. I'm trying to tell you. And, and, you know, when Saul was in the cave, and, and I don't know how many people know the story, but I encourage you, please read First and Second Samuel. Saul was in the cave relieving himself, right? Mm-hmm. And David's boys wanted to take him out. Like, this is the time we can do it. And David's like, nah, hold up, y'all. We ain't going to do that. But he went up behind him and cut a piece of his his cloak off, you know, his his jacket or whatever. And when Saul was walking out, David popped up, be like, hey, look, you see what I did? You see what I could have did, right? And Saul was like, he's like, I'm trying to tell you, dog, I don't want to hurt you. How many times have we gone or should we go to our enemy and say, I don't want to do this? And you try to make peace. And right then and there, Saul said, yeah, okay, we're going to try to make peace. But he didn't. Later on, he still tried to come after after David. Mm -hmm. But David's heart, it's David's heart. Now, David had a thing for the ladies. I'm not going to lie about that because he did. And and that ended up, um, his, his son Solomon ended up catching that generational curse with he had so many you know he had a lot of women had a lot of ladies and and sometimes that's our issue now but in david's defense david grew up in a rough neighborhood <laughs> i'm not lying listen i know that's funny but i'm not because he grew up when the palestinians were in control mm-hmm. and war was jumping off all around them you know so sometimes like when these bad streets of Baltimore, right? You know, or, or Chicago or Philly. We're surrounded by the enemy, but David found his way out. But he still found peace, even though there, like he, like I said, he played music, he wrote, he wrote music. <laughs> you know, he he hung out with the sheep, just to himself, just chilling, right? But I'm not expecting. I don't suspect that David had a lot of women coming after him. You know, he wasn't very big. You know, I don't know. You got these dudes fighting wars and stuff like that. I don't know how many ladies were looking for the um, the heart player. <laughs> like I don't. So when he got when he got a little power, you know, you know what I mean. Like he he was like, look, I'm gonna get me some ladies. <laughs> That's what he did. He, he I, I think he ended up definitely regretting it. Uh, but David reminds me a lot of myself. When I was in college, I loved writing poetry. <laughs> I'm not a very big guy. I'm telling you, I'm not a very big guy. But I, I, I had some skill with my hands. I never cut nobody's head off. But <laughs> um, women don't give guys a lot of thought. And I'm talking about this now because that's what we focus on in my men's group. Mm-hmm. We talk to men about where they are and how God can use you. And if you allow him, and I don't, it's, it has nothing to do with status or size or, or anything, uh, because what a lot of women missed in, in stature or size or whatever, what they, what they thought they were like, not Troy, they really missed out on someone that 
was respectful and a gentleman, you know what I mean, that was well-read, integrity, loved God, and you miss those things because you're looking for something else, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of men try to go against their natural instincts and try to be something that they're not. David didn't do that. And David was surrounded. His dudes were brutal. These dudes, oh my gosh, like I love his squad. I mean, they were, listen, they were just a group of them, a handful of them could slaughter an army. One man could slaughter an army. These dudes, but they still respected David. So if they could do that, do you know what David could do? But David wasn't bragging or boasting about any of that. And that's that humbleness. So you, you look at Moses, you look at David, you have a sensitive guy that will whip your butt. You have an angry guy that really tried to be sensitive. But Moses, listen, Moses came down and gave his people a choice. He said, all right, look, y'all out here wilding out. I tell you what, here's the choice. Those of you that want to continue to worship the idols, hang out over there. Those of you that want to come with Christ, come on over here. And the people were like, okay, cool. I'm going to go over there with Moses. And the other one's like, I'm going to stand over here. What are you going to do for real? You know, you didn't came down. You didn't broke the law. Whatever, Moses. And Moses like, okay, is this everybody? You sure you're going to stay over there? Everybody was like, yeah, we're going to stay over here. And Moses was like, okay. The people that I'm with, go kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Moses slaughtered thousands of people. He had Moses, He had people slaughtered that day. Now, listen, these people had to kill their family members. It says like he had, they had to kill the women, the children, no one. He wasn't allowing anyone in that in that in that um, in that village or you know just with in their camp he wasn't allowing anyone in their camp with the disbelief he had to set an example guys sometimes we have to set an example that we're leaving everyone mm-hmm. if you're not with God then you're not with me period end of statement I'm done you know what I mean you gotta cut him you gotta cut him off David um, and, that, and that was Moses you know, but Moses still, Moses begged God to not do this to his people. You know, the, he pleaded and pleaded and pleaded. You know, so you had this angry guy with that deals with anger, yet he was so sensitive towards the people. And then you look at David. David was very sensitive and emotional kind of guy and wreaked havoc. <laughs> like, listen, like he, David was a big, Forget Thor, forget Iron Man, forget the Incredible Hulk. Get, let David roll with me. Right. <laughs> that, that dude right there. And f- make sure, I want to encourage everyone that, and, and this is just how God interprets the Bible for me. And I, I'm trying to condense it, but I love reading the word. I love it because God speaks directly to me the way I need need him to be. And listen, don't get me started on Daniel. What? Oh, and Elijah. What? Paul. <laughs> 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 oh, what? <laughs> These dudes, they, they, every man, every personality, I believe you can find in the word of God. And you see how God dealt with them and also gave us a way out. You see how women treated them. You see how some men just wanted to go their own way, even though they had examples of how to follow God. You're going to come across all this. And, and for men, it's important for us to, to realize that we're the head. We were created in the image of God. 
He created us first. He gave, he took woman from us and gave the woman to us as a gift. These women are our gifts, right? And women can use their power for good or for, for evil. I want to encourage men. Uh, I, I love the women, but I want to encourage men by saying this. They didn't get kicked out of um, of uh, the holy place. You know, Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, the holy place, the garden. They didn't get kicked out of the garden until Adam sinned. Right, you know, so the the, the fruit is kind of like that symbolic of sin. You know, Eve sinned, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam sinned. Guys, we got to take care of our women. Right, we got to set the example. Right, we have to have clear and appropriate boundaries. You know, we look at Adam. I mean, we look at um, Moses. We look at David. I think those are great examples. Read the entire piece, both pieces, uh, and just pull from it what you can. Allow the Holy Spirit to to speak to you. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for allowing me to speak. I, I hope hopefully that was good. I hope people yeah, will get man. something from that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Like yo, that that was good. That was very in depth, to the point, and a good flip. Oh, that was a good flip. Amen. Amen. I wasn't sure. But thank you. Amen. Praise God. So, guys, if you enjoyed yourself tonight, definitely. Uh, a dude just said that was awesome. So, yes, definitely. Like, if you guys enjoyed yourself, because today was premiere day of Pretty Epic. Tune in every Saturday. Um, I'm on every Saturday, 1 p.m., is music. Uh, we do job announcements, makeup and convo, and the weather. And we may or may not do like featured artists or featured music. And then come back again, 9 p.m. And then we do our Bible flip. All right. So again, if you always want to stay in the know when I'm going live, what's going on, what's moving and shaking, go ahead and you want to text the hashtag epic. I'm going to put it in the comics. Um, hashtag epic. The 31996. Again, that's hashtag epic. The 31996. Or follow me on Instagram at Pretty Epic Radio. All one word. Hey, Danielle, can I say something really quick? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if people were if people are interested and in, um, if they want me to speak, if they want to get in contact with me, my um, email or website is 108organization.org. Or they can find me on Facebook at 108 Organization. Uh, and just just hit me up, either one of those. Either one of those places will take you to every other place that you can find me. But uh, I love the Lord. I love talking with men. I love promoting healthy relationships, mental and emotional health for everyone. So I just wanted to give that little plug. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. welcome. Okay, guys. Well, that concludes our Bible flick flip of tonight. Thank you for joining in with us to listen to Troy's version of his flip. Again, we talked about Moses and David. And if you guys want to read back up on it for Moses, you want to flip to Exodus and Deuteronomy. Yes. And Deuteronomy. 
And for David, you want to go to First and Second Sam. And if you want to read the music that he wrote, then you want to go to Psalms. And Troy, you came out of Psalms 3 today. Three, yes, Psalms three, yes. Awesome sauce. So we definitely have Troy back again. We want to. Amen. I would love to come back. Absolutely. Definitely. We gonna keep it in rotation, but definitely we gonna bring you back again. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. You have a blessed and wonderful evening, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will move and continue to move through you and all of your listeners. Amen. Amen. Awesome sauce, guys. That concludes. And what we're going to do is we're going to head on out. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. And remember, every day is a good day to be epic. And if you want to continue to jam, this station is 24 hours. If you send me a request, you can send it right on here. I'll see it. Or you can DM me in, in Instagram. Until then, ciao, bellas and fellas. Did my best, wasn't good for you I wish the best for both of you Family and friends, they are close to you Damn, it's so hard to get over you Late in the